0: You're listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome listeners to episode 10 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, great. Always good to speak to you. So I'm Doing well. How about yourself? How are things? Things are very good. I ha- I've had a very rich week. In the uh, Toolstation Station Western League, it started on Tuesday of last week when I attended um, Bridgewater United. Uh, they had a game against Saltash. Uh, and um, we we started our new partnership with Somerset Mind. We did a bucket collection. I delivered the, um, the posters, the changing room posters, to uh, Bob Buckingham, uh, Super Bob. We do love Bob Buckingham. The chairman of Bridgewater United. And um, yeah, had a, I mean, it was a, it's always a really nice place to visit. It's just a shame it's so long. It's, you know, it's so far away. I'm always enjoying my trips to um, to Bridgewater. Of course, they're doing exceptionally well this season. And then on Saturday, I went up to Hengrove uh, to watch um, Hengrove take on uh, Radstock Town. And um, oh, yeah. again, another, you know. Lovely to see Mike Great Banks up there, you know, all, you know, I had a chat with um, Simon and Dave Wilkinson from Radstock as well. You know, uh, one all draw. It was um, nothing to split the sides, um, but, you know, uh, really, really entertaining. So, um, yeah, really, really, really good week. Uh, in the tool Station Western League And another really good week coming up Tom We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast uh, On this week's episode We've got interviews from Tom Smith At Welton Rovers um, They're our Premier Division side um, They took on Sherbourne At the weekend and also in the First Division, um, Cheddar um, We've got a new Name uh, for you on the uh, on the Podcast and that Is Mr Mike Dangerfield He's our interview at Cheddar uh, they had a good win as well at the weekend. Now, normally, of course, we dive straight into the um the fixtures on Saturday, which in this case will be Saturday, the 1st of October. But um, we are going to have a uh, a little look back in the week, back to Tuesday, the 27th of September. And Nailsie and Tickenham, they took on Cheddar Tom, but it was quite a, a historic day, wasn't it, for the Somerset Club?
1: Yeah, indeed. Obviously, uh, recently formed, and this was their first ever... Uh, game at the uh, Frifeway Ground uh, where, where they are, and uh, with, with floodlights. Um, so yeah, plenty, plenty going on, and it was a real good win. Obviously they've uh, yeah done pretty well to start the season, haven't they? And a five-nil win for them uh, marked the momentous occasion. Uh, Jack Fawn and Callum Dunn, they've had uh, strong starts to the campaign, and they were both among the goals again. So uh, yeah, a real a, a big evening as you say, and uh, yeah, uh, it's good to good to pick out
0: these um, occasions that that happen up and down up and down the division. Well one of the most eye-catching things about that of course was the fact that um the uh, the person who had the, the the pleasure of turning on the uh, the lights was um Tony Incenzo, who is um you know a little bit of non-league football royalty in my opinion Tony of course um a regular fixture on talk sport many people will listen to him particularly his coverage of queens park rangers but he is a prolific groundhopper, and um uh, you know uh, the fact that somebody who um, promote does so much to promote non-league football was at a Western League ground at, on such a you know momentous night for the club. I think it's a great advertisement for the club. Really, you know, it caught my eye with his tweets on the league as well. Um, uh, now moving on to Saturday, the first of October, and um, we. Uh, well, we've, we've got the next thrilling installment of Helston Athletics' magical mystery ride <laughs> in this season's FA Cup competition. They've made it as far as the third qualifying round. They took on Western Supermare, of course, away at Western Supermare. Western Supermare, the conquerors of Shepton Manor in the previous round. Uh, Helston, the only club in the tool station Western league left in, in the FA cup competition. I've got, I've got to deliver the horrible news to your listeners that unfortunately it won't be a Western league side winning the FA cup at Wembley this season. Isn't that not, right, Tom?
1: Yeah, not this year, unfortunately fallen just a little bit short, but uh, yeah, great stuff from Elston. Obviously they've been, um, yeah, on a, well, I should, I should put it best magical mystery run. Uh, and it's come to an end seven, two defeat at Western on the weekend. They've, uh, yeah, redented our hopes in the uh, in the FA Cup this year. You know, a couple of big wins for them. Uh, Ruben Reed seems to be doing a lot of damage, doesn't he? Obviously played at a much higher level, and uh, yeah, he still he still got it, hasn't he? But uh, yeah, um, to be fair to Houston, obviously tough start. I think they were four nil down by half time, uh, but they did yeah show a bit of fight after the break, which was great. Uh, Tom Payne scoring uh, a pretty. Uh, a pretty, pretty special free kick, uh, and then it was Ruben Wilson also scored uh, to give the away fans uh, something to celebrate at the end of what has been a, yeah, terrific uh, run in the cup.
0: Absolutely. Form is temporary. Ruben Reid is permanent. Mm-hmm, I, I think, think so. it would be fair to say. Um, we talk a lot about um, Piran Films on the podcast, and uh, their coverage of that game I thought was absolutely outstanding. I, I think it's probably their best yet. I appreciate that Helston fans listening to this would, would, you know, would have obviously wanted the result to be different, but um, it, it was a joyous package that was uh, that was put together. I really, really enjoyed watching it um you know Steve Massey's enthusiasm as we've said before on the podcast is you know it's infectious and it was it, it really it really you've got to watch it it's brilliant it really is absolutely brilliant and I'll tell you the other thing that's brilliant and that was Helston's first goal absolutely fantastic so um I hope that Helston fans enjoyed that um FA Cup um run you know we certainly did and the fact that we got to enjoy it with them via the medium of social media, I think is, you know, is a wonderful thing. It's a fantastic advertisement for, um, you know, for football at our level. So uh, congratulations um, to them. Now we'll move on to the Premier Division and uh, we will go to Buckland Athletic. They were taking on Bitten and Bitten's difficult season continued.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. Put to the sword a little bit again on the weekend, uh, but Buckland... Um, yeah, enjoyed another another good afternoon. 6-2 win for them. Uh, it was, yeah, it's was 30, 33 minutes on the clock before they uh, they got the, got the scoring started. But from there on, they uh, didn't really look back. Uh, Ryan Bush scoring a hat-trick. So, a uh, real good afternoon for him. Uh, scored uh, twice in the space of three minutes to, to get them on their way. Uh, and that was all it was at halftime, to be fair. So, a bit not, not quite, um yeah, not quite uh, out of the game come halftime. But, uh, yeah, Buckman really did push on after the break. A couple of goals also from Finn Roberts. And, uh, yeah, there was a couple of consolation strikes from Jamal Chevalo. So hopefully, hopefully signs of uh, a little bit of fighting inside. Obviously, it's a bit of a surprise to see them where they are. But, uh, yeah, uh,
0: another good afternoon for, for Buckland. Now we move into Dorset, where this game was a First Division fixture last season. The First Division winners, Sherbourne Town, took on Welton Rovers. Now, Sherbourne have started their life brightly in the Premier Division. Uh, Welton Rovers, um, been able to get a few results recently, um, but um, probably going into this game, I think it would be fair to say that like last season, where Sherbourne performed the double over Welton Rovers, Welton Rovers would have been the underdogs. But Welton have completed the double over the Zebras, haven't they, Tom? They
1: have. And uh, yeah, I, just, I, I think this was the game you picked out last week as you you want to watch and it, yeah it's pretty entertaining i think uh welton did did though take home the three points uh lewis russell and joe ellis uh scoring in either half uh putting them to two nil up uh sherborne yeah managed to get one late on but uh unfortunately for them not able to quite find the equalizer so it was welton who who took home the three points so uh, yeah big big uh, big win for them and as you say that's the uh, the early season double completed
0: And, um, well, I don't need much of an excuse to get hold of uh, Tom Smith, the manager of Well Rovers. He's been a huge supporter of the podcast since he's been in charge at uh, West Clues. And I congratulated him on another good win at the weekend. Uh, As we said a few moments ago, they've done the double over Sherbourne. And I wondered whether coming up against Sherbourne Town last season was a help in, uh, in, in outfoxing them in this campaign.
2: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, coming into a new league, there's, a, there's plenty of teams that you don't know a lot about, especially the uh, the Cornish team. So playing against a team that you know well, that we've played consistently over the last seven, eight years, obviously does help. But, you know, it works both ways. And I think they knew what to expect with us. We knew what to expect with them. They actually did the double over us last year. And I think they were the only team to do it. So um, we had a little bit of a score to settle. Um, but, w- yeah, we went down there and obviously they lifted the title while we were down there last year. And a few of our boys were down there, so I think you know our lads went down there with a the bit between their teeth. Uh, we knew what we had to try and do to get the points, and luckily the uh, the boys executed it fantastically well. So yeah, a really good day and a good week all round.
0: Uh, it was a good week, wasn't it? Because you had back to back wins that win over Sherborne and of course um, Cadbury Heath um, before that, uh, which of course has, has, has done wonders for your league position. But I mean, how do you how do you rate your start to this season?
2: Yeah, it's been it's been as I would have. Would have liked to, uh, would have liked for it to have gone. Um, we knew there was going to be tough games. Uh, we we knew that there's a, you know, there's some very experienced teams with you know, big budgets and and what what have you. So we knew it was going to be tough, but we knew we had to try and pick up points at home. And I think we've had one home game in the last ten. So we've had to sort of dig deep and try and pick some up away from home as well. And like you said, at this stage of the season, with it being as tight as it is. Uh, a couple of a couple of wins can boost you, you know, five, six, seven places at the moment. So it's important not to get carried away with the league position. I think we've played an extra couple of games um, over quite a few of the teams, most of the teams, to be honest. So, yeah, we won't get carried away. We'll plug it game by game and see what we can get and, uh, and keep pushing on and, you know, trying to establish ourselves as a competitive Prem team, which is, you know, that was the ambition right from the very start. So, no, really, really happy with where we are, but, you know, the hard work's only just begun.
0: Um, I mean, what, how have you found the step up from the first division? Is there much of a golfing class from what you were experiencing last season?
2: I think so. I think the, the top teams last season, I think Warminster, Wincanton, ourselves, Sherborne obviously, I think all of those teams could compete in this league. Uh, but you get punished a lot more. I know it 's a cliche thing to say, but in this league, we find when you make mistakes or when you make a couple of uh, mistakes in a row, more often than not, you get punished and I think it took a few games to adjust to that, um, but once we did, we were you know we were absolutely fine, and we 've realized now that concentration levels you know have to be at one hundred percent because if you give some of these players in the Prem a, a sniff they 'll definitely take their opportunity so yeah, there definitely is a step up and I like it it's more professional is you know there's more on the line for these teams and and we're really really thriving under it so no really really happy and and it is as we thought but yeah definitely a step up
0: so you mentioned before that you wanted to sort of establish um, Welton Rovers as a you know as a as a Premier Division um, side, as a Step Five side. Um, I mean, did you have a sort of an expectation for this season? Was it about survival, or were you looking for sort of you know um, you know the sort of mid-table um, security?
2: Well, I think you know realistically, uh, survival is successful for us. But I think we know, I know personally, the management team knows, the club knows and the players know with the squad that we've got, there's no reason we can't be mid-table. No point in getting carried away. Like I said, we, we wanted to get up out of that Division 1. Then we wanted to make sure that we stayed in that division. Obviously, with it becoming regionalised next year, it gives us probably an even better chance of stabilising in that prem. So, look, survival's the main you know the main task but there is no reason and and I've seen nothing to to suggest that we couldn't be a mid-table team um if we can become more consistent in our performances then I've got no doubt at all we can be competing with everyone in that league and and a mid-table finish would be exceedingly good for us
0: you mentioned your, your squad um in that in that reply um I mean is the squad that you've got at the moment Tom better than the one that took you up last season
2: yeah, it's, it's it's very similar. We had, a, I think, we retained 92% of our squad from last year, so we only lost a couple. Um, Alex, which our captain, went away to live in Dubai. So good luck to him there. It's a big life change for him, and um, he was exceptional for us. But we've. We've recruited well. Um, We've created a little bit more depth with uh, some of the long trips, um, availability with work commitments and things and longer trips in the evening. We've had to sort of thicken the depth, if you like. Uh, But the the squad's very, very similar with a couple of new additions. So I'm super happy with where it is, where it is. And um, yeah, is is where we need to be for sure. Uh, Not to say that we won't be trying to get another couple in over the next few weeks, fingers crossed.
0: Because you mentioned those long trips. You've already had a game at Torpoint and um, you've had a midweek game at Buckland. I mean, um, obviously, that you, you, you're now experiencing the travel. Ha, ha, what, what impact has that had on your on your squad? Has it made it harder to bring players in?
2: It's definitely made it harder to bring players in, I think, you know, especially with it being announced that it's going to be regionalised next year. A lot of the players that maybe aren't in the Premier League at the minute are thinking, I'll give it a year come back next year when the travelling's gone down so it's definitely harder to recruit but in regards to the football and in regards to uh, the travelling as a whole I, I, I've heard other managers I've heard the Cornish managers talk about it a lot and they're dead right is is excellent for team spirit well and are fantastic in, in putting coaches on they've put coaches on for all the long trips um, I think it's 12 coaches we've got this year in total. So, Welton have been excellent with it. That you know that gives the boys a boost and the time to bond as well. And you know especially the journeys home where you can let your hair down, especially after a win. Um, it, it's been it's been really really good. So I've told the boys to embrace it, and they seem to be embracing it at the moment. And as long as we can keep that you know that positivity going, then the travelling won't be a massive you know a massive problem for us at all
0: the history of Welton Rovers in the Western League is a, is a big deal to your supporters certainly the supporters I know I mean we've had Gareth Paisley on the podcast who's done an exceptional job of researching the club's history so um, I, I know it's important and I think in my conversations I've had with your supporters the fact that you look like well the fact that you secured promotion to what could be the last season of the Western League as we know it in the Premier Division level was you know was actually a really Im- Im- important achievement so I mean You've mentioned the, the the merger. You've mentioned the regionalisation of the of the leagues and the impact on on travel. How are you feeling about that at the moment? Are, are, you know, is it something that you're really pleased about, or will you miss next season the opportunity to go to places like Torpoint and Buckland?
2: I think we would have, if if we didn't um, achieve promotion last year and we, we'd we achieve it this year, I would have been a little bit disappointed inside that we didn't get to go down and see these clubs. I know, as I'm sure you're fully aware, you know, the documentaries on, on Mausel and, and, and things like that. And, and I've seen some really good footage from Helston and and the films mm. they do. So I was really interested to go down there. So I'm really pleased we've got the chance to do it this year. I won't be absolutely gutted that we're not doing it next year. I think from a club point of view, it it simplified things, being a little bit more local, but In regards to next year, and and, and like I said, the regionalisation, we'll probably just try and concentrate on this year. We've got a big job ahead of us this year, and then as we get closer to next year, hopefully if we're safe and in a promising position, then we can start to to consider what what next year will hold for us. But as it is, it's concentrating on this year and trying to get the job done, as cliche as it sounds, and, and yeah, pushing on the right path.
0: I might be overstepping the mark here, Tom. So if I am, then please tell me to get back in my box. Because we we, we we talk a lot about the travel, and obviously that's an important part uh, consideration for you, because you know you you've got to be the one who makes sure that you've got the you know the players on the coach to go, um you know to be competitive. That's what we all want. We want good quality Western League um, matches. But actually, there are other pressures on our clubs at the moment that affect all of our clubs, regardless of of, of travel distances. And, and obviously that's the, sort of the that's the cost of living issues. You know most notably. It's going to be the utility bills. I mean, uh, do you get a feel? I appreciate it's a, it's a, it's it's business off the field, so you can be forgiven for not really getting um, your hands too dirty with it. But I mean, do you get a feel that uh, how are the club coping at the moment financially?
2: Pretty good, to be honest with you. Look, as you've just mentioned, there's struggles for every club at the moment. I think you know, like you've said, energy prices going up, maintenance prices going up. We're we're so blessed that we've got uh, Gareth Paisley, Malkin Price. We've got Dave Paisley as well. Um, th- these are people that are really intelligent people. They know how to run a football club. They look to the future, not just for now. And you know, part of you know, part of what's bred into you at Welton, and this is where I'm fortunate that I've been there for so long, is is about sustainability, as we've mentioned before. And you know, Welton is a club that that financially supports itself the first team financially supports itself with the club is not you know we've got sponsorships the same as everyone but we haven't got a single millionaire investor that's pumping loads of money in and if he was to go we'd be in trouble we're a sustainable club and uh, we're a sensible club so so far as far as I'm aware um, we're doing really well and, uh, and we're in a, we're in a good place uh, but that's not to say that there won't be challenging times ahead as I'm sure there will be for you know for every club and I think you know I was listening to Talk Sport the other day and I think you know they're talking about moving games from three o'clock to one o'clock and that's all the way from the championship all the way down the pyramid so there is obviously there is obviously issues and there is worries but as far as and goes I think we're in a in a pretty comfy place at the moment and, and long may that continue well that's good to know
0: now let's talk about the football again you've got Millbrook up next uh, now funnily enough they've not been on a very good run of form recently but they managed to turn that round at the weekend so you can't afford to underestimate them can you
2: no definitely not I don't think you can under, underestimate anyone um you know, I think, you know, Cangam picked up their first point against us this year. Um and and I think Torpoint as well only got their second point against us, I believe, as well. So yeah, look, no, we we've got to make sure that we go there with well, is at home, but make sure, you know, we turn up there with the you know, the right frame of mind and put in a shift and i think league positions lie at this stage of the season i think you know injury especially with the hard pitches as they were i think a lot of clubs have big injury lists so i don't think squads have been that consistent um so it's hard it's hard to pick a to pick a league position and say oh we should definitely be beating them but it's one that we're confident if we turn up in the right frame of mind and do what we've been doing especially over the last week or so that you know it'd be in our hands but it's it's a toss of a coin at this stage of the season so we've just got to make sure we turn up and do the right things
0: And my thanks to Tom for his time. Now, from Sherbourne to Torpoint. And the visitors were Shepton Mallet, of course, undefeated. Mm -hmm. Going incredibly well, the Somerset side. Uh, Torpoint have had a pretty difficult start to the campaign. But obviously, they got a huge boost from last week's podcast, where we featured them. And um, dare I say it, surprise winners against Mallet. Oh, 100%. Yeah,
1: I mean, Mallet, obviously, as you say, undefeated coming into this one, uh, winning all their matches uh, against the Torpoint side who, yeah, um, yeah, without a win in the league. So this was, yeah, seemed a foregone conclusion, didn't it? That uh, the DOA side would take home the three points again, but it wasn't to be. And they uh, they came uh, came unstuck, a 2-1 win for Torpoint. And this should, uh, yeah, really galvanise them, shouldn't it? Um, but yeah, Mallet had one eight from eight in the league and... Um, yeah, I don't really see where this result came from. So fair, fair credit to Torpoint. Uh, they went ahead uh, on the cusp of half time. Curtis Damrell, he's having a good season despite their struggles. Uh, so he put put the uh, the previously winless Torpoint one up. Uh, and then it was a couple of own goals, uh, one of one apiece. Uh, so there was a a leveler uh, before um, Torpoint Tor went back in front. So another four stone goal. Uh, put them two-one up heading into the final court. and um, yeah, they managed to manage to hold on for the victory despite having a a late penalty miss as well. So uh, yeah, two-point really really worth their uh, their three
0: points. Be very interesting to see how they go for the rest of this season, won't they? Off the back of that win, sometimes mm-hmm. you just need that one win just to get things going. Uh, that's the way it's been at Clevedon Town because their season hadn't been... Uh, they'd be, they, they hadn't been pulling up any trees, had they, really? Um, but things have come alive for them. They've gone away to Wellington and they've got three points, Tom.
1: They have. And, uh, yeah, another another team that have completed a, an early-season double over uh, over an opponent uh, as well. Uh, met about five weeks ago, and uh, it was uh, Clevedon who came out on top then as well. So, uh, a 2-1 win. 2-1 uh, seems to be a popular result in the frame on the weekend, and uh, that was how it was in this one. Uh, Ethan Felton... Uh, f- with a thundering header, put them ahead early in the second half, uh, but Town were then uh, pulled back uh, on level terms uh, and that was Nathaniel Groom who leveled for the host, so got Wellington uh, back to one-all, uh, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't that way for long and it was Clevedon who did secure the, secure the victory and it was Freddie King with a goal that if you haven't seen on social media, you must. Uh, I do remember, I did see this one over the weekend, this, um, yeah, pretty special, uh, a turn with his uh, gets the ball, then spins away from the defender and then unleashes a <laughs> An unstoppable drive into the into the top corner. So yeah, please do check that one out. And that was the the winner for Cleveland away at Wellington.
2: If you're thinking Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, Dewalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest, and Santex. Yeah. They do. Over 15,000 trade-quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you.
0: Now then, moving into the First Division, we kick things off at Bishop's Lydia. The visitors were FC Bristol and their good early season form continued, Tom
1: yeah and it was jennison williams uh, he was the the difference maker in this one um yeah, helping them yeah produce a really good comeback uh, Bishop's liddie obviously uh, yeah not 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 the best best start to their season but they did make a brilliant start to this game however 2-0 up after just 11 minutes uh, mark jones and then captain conor uh both found in the back of the net but uh, from there it was yeah it was bristol's uh, bristol's game uh, cutting, cutting back into the uh, the game, uh, Williams scoring his first midway through the first half. So giving them a little bit of hope. Uh, it was then Dane O'Connor uh, levelling on the hour mark. And then it was then Williams again, as I say, he was the, the main man. Uh, 20 minutes from time, he managed to, to score a
0: second of the afternoon and uh, hand FC Bristol all three points. Gillingham Town, Cheddar, nine goals. Thank mm. you very much. Uh, worth the entrance fee, Tom. Take
1: it away. <laughs> I'd imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> plenty going on. It was uh, definitely um, yeah, it came to life, shall we say, after 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 half time. Nine goals, as you say, and uh, six of them going Cheddar's way. So they'll be the the, the happier of the sides. Uh, it was yeah, you could say the first half was a relatively quiet affair. Uh, Dean Christoffdenou and uh, Christian Bell both scoring <laughs> to put put the cheese. Dean Men- Oh, you? I'm not going to repeat it. You're going to have to go and research it if you want to. Uh, Chris Ostemu, I believe it is uh, I apologise if I've got that one wrong but uh, yeah he he opened the scoring on Saturday he was the first of uh, first of the nine goals went his way uh, but as I say Cheddar two goals up at the break uh, but the game then yeah really kicked into overdrive at the beginning of the second half uh, Town halving the deficit before Morgan Bacon then uh, scored a quick fire brace Morgan uh, Bacon? Yeah, oh, I know it's great stuff isn't it? Uh, Lewis Chappell scoring twice and then Cheddar obviously 5-2 up at that point uh, a couple of goals uh, from Kieran Burpitt and Jack Mayle uh, pretty soon after uh, pulled the, uh, the bottom side to within two. So Gillingham, obviously, um, yeah, doing their best to get back into it. Uh, but uh, it was Cheddar who did finally wrap up the victory. And it was Adam Davis uh, striking at the ninth and final goal of the game. So it was a 6-3 victory for Cheddar over Gillingham.
0: So who does Morgan Bacon play
1: for? He's a Cheddar player, of course. Cheese and bacon. Yeah, you made that joke about two weeks ago, so your memory's gone
0: i think i made that joke about two seasons ago <laughs> but you're right my memory has back.
1: <laughs> who are you what are, what are we doing next here? week
0: as well yeah, for cheddar yeah, <laughs> yeah cheese and bacon you might remember it <laughs> oh, i will i will do my best morgan i need to find this man on social media and follow him and give him the appreciation he deserves Absolutely. right anyway um cheddar got off to a bit of a slow start this season we of course those of us who've been following Western League football you know, for years, uh, expect Cheddar to be doing very well because they've got an incredible pedigree. Slow start this season, very good win at the weekend and um, a new man at the helm at what I consider to be probably one of the most picturesque grounds in the world, if you ever get the chance to go there. It is absolutely beautiful. I'm not just talking about Cheddar Gorge, which is obviously beautiful, um, but the ground as well has got an incredible vista. Mike Dangerfield is the manager at Cheddar and he's the man we caught up with this week on the podcast what a win at the weekend but because of that early season form I started off by asking Mike whether he was delighted or relieved
3: I'm probably going to say delighted first some of our performances haven't necessarily uh, reflected the results um, in the results should I say in terms of the chances we've created we've had uh, quite a few games, I think what we played now, 15, and I think we've had quite a few games where we've been on top maybe for a long period of time uh, maybe in the first 20-25 minutes and not necessarily capitalised on it so I've been saying for weeks, someone's going to get a tonkin. now I'm not saying that's what happened with respect to Gilling, that's not what happened you know, with the score only being a three goal difference, but it was about time we started taking our chances, so yeah, it was more of a yeah, more more of a I'm quite pleased. You know, we, we we deserve the win. That 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 bit was definite. It was just more how we went about it. I know the last
0: um month has been a difficult month in terms of your run of form. I mean, is there any sort of reason that you'd put that down to?
3: Um, in terms of form, um it it's interesting, obviously with the variation in games from playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, uh, you know, playing seven, sometimes eight games in a month is something some of our boys have had to adjust to, and our lads have done a, a thrilling job in doing so. Having had to eff- effectively restart uh, a squad this season with so many of our lads retiring or just stepping down the levels to see their, their footballing days, you know, just due to commitments, whether it be to family or to work, or or maybe just the, the requirements of what's needed at the level on the body and how it takes its toll, Meant I had, you know, four stalwarts, or, or shall we say, or four mainstays from last season that were still about, and that they became at the core and the foundation for me to build around, even though um, I think the eldest is 26 out of the four. So in terms of it, it's putting the pieces of the puzzle together, trying to find what fits. We're trying to find the right people as well as the right player. As any manager, anyone in football knows that football is. That teams and squads are cyclical. You know, you go through a phase, and you know I haven't got the fortune of, of Pep or Ten Hag to just throw hundreds of millions at it. You know, we, we can maybe sort people's expenses, but we're trying to rebuild a, a new core um, with, with also a new ethos of trying to keep the teams together. The first and the resi so far, and build into our thirds, but. I'm not going to say you know we've started with any bad form because we've been in every game that we've played. Even you know the worst hit we've taken so far was last Tuesday at Nelsie and Tickenham, where we had a very good first half. You know we're not just in the game; we've missed a couple of chances. Um, and then the second half, it's just it's turned into a calamity of errors, unfortunately. But it's one of those that maybe if that's all the errors, if that's all the silly things, you know, lack of communication in six-yard box led to a free hit at the back post and then I'll take it because you've got to take the rough for the smooth but I, I wouldn't say it's not necessarily bad for them it's just more lads are coming in hitting the ground running we've got lads that have left and gone to uni that start the season with us yeah it's a variation of things but I ain't going to stand there and make excuses and say oh it's because of this because of that we can't do this we're rebuilding we're starting again so there's there's going to be some bumps in the road and it's just the case so as long as we can lo- learn from them and move on then you know you take the hit
0: I mean, you're not alone in this. Um, um, you know, the interviews that we've done this season, you know, t- other managers talk about this rebuilding job. And I guess one of the problems or one of the challenges that you have is the expectations around Cheddar. Cheddar have, have, have earned themselves such an illustrious reputation, particularly in the first division of the, of, of the tool station in Western League. doesn't really help your task, does it?
3: Well, um, no, I was very fortunate enough to be part of uh, uh, some of these good squads. They were the past six, seven years on off over a couple of occasions. Um, the club's been good to me in, in how I've, I've been there and played with these these quality players that have now had to call it a day or step down or you know change pathways, which were, were so many of these boys were committed to their club. They, they didn't take much out of it at all, and they gave so much. They were loyal. They turned up every week and they performed which, you know, meant week on week, year on year, like our points per game average was always very tidy. Created history, qualified to, for the FA Cup for the very first time and only losing in a replay um, uh, against Bobman. Uh Again, I was fortunate to be part of that group that, that played back then. And then, you know, winning our first ever game in the FA Cup, playing Bridgewater at home, we've got, you know, the work that Sean Parter did, the work that Craig Morfords did, done. And there's so much to build upon and so many bits and pieces that I've even learned playing part of the squad as well as being an assistant last season the quality of players and the quality of blokes quality of people is what built our foundation uh, you know because it's trying to remember that Cheddar is a village it's a, you know it's it's not going to have the multiple secondary schools that are going to be able to supply under uh, 16s under 18s year after year with with players that are going to be competitive in the Tour station league there's going to be one or two, three or four if you're lucky, which is fantastic. But it's, it's trying to, again, rebuild. Like so many others are, are in, in the games we've already played, speaking with other managers, yes, they are in the same boat, I fully understand. But with the quality we've had and the good lads we've had, we've been able to create some great memories um, and some great results. Missing out on promotion, I think three years ago, finishing second under Potts. You know, just by points per game, it's it's gutting. And the lads that have played there and given so much to the club over the past six, seven years, probably deserve better. Unfortunately, it's it's not been as lovely as we want it to be. And it's again, start again. But like I said, no excuses. It's the same as everyone else. If people are fortunate to have a bit more of a budget or be able to attract others, then you know, good luck to them. Genuinely, we've got I think 22 teams in our league, and 15 I think are Bristol or surrounding areas. So. We, again, just get on with it.
0: What are your plans? What are your objectives? Uh, your aspirations for the side, Mike? I mean, I guess that's a double-sided question in a way because there's <laughs> this, there's this, well, there's this season. But ultimately, what what do you want to do? Do you want to see Cheddar realise that um, promotion? To
3: oh, of course we would. Of course we would. We'd love to. We'd absolutely love to. We're doing it the right way. You know, I'm not naive enough to stand here and go, oh yeah, of course, no worries. We're we're just going to be able to recruit shed loads that are going to be the right people, right time, just going to come straight in, hit the ground running, uh, and we're just going to absolutely fly through it. It's about laying a foundation this season, if I'm honest, having one eye on what it's going to look like in a couple years of years' time as well as keeping the other eye on what it's going to look like now. And we've got to be competitive first. We've got so many lads that have stepped up. We've promoted four or five from the resis that scored you know, 113 goals in 30 games last season, 73 scored by the front three alone. You think right? Have they earned the right to get an opportunity? Let's give them the opportunity. Can we coach them? Can we do the little tweaks? Can we massage the little uh, the little grooves and nooks and crannies that might might be a little bit naive? So it's more this season, it's laying a foundation for the future. You know, even if it's not for me to be around, if it's for someone else, we're we're trying to build off the pitch as well in terms of the link. Like I said just now, linking the teams together, having a cheddar core having people that are playing for a club, so it matters to them, like we've had in the past. So that's that's probably the primary objective is is laying a foundation that's something that could be built upon. You know, maybe towards the back end of the season and then in, in, and onwards.
0: Hengrove up next, and um, they've been a real Jackal and Hyde side this season. <laughs> I mean, they beat. Oldland, So, I mean, they're the only people who have done that so far. But um, I saw them labour to a one-all draw at the weekend against Redstock. I mean, the problem is you don't... It's a very difficult game to prepare for, isn't it? Because you don't know which Hengrove you're going to (laughs) get.
3: Well, we've also got the pleasure of hosting them twice in the space of five days. We've got them tonight in the Somerset Cup. And then they got on Saturday in the league. Um, We played them early on in the season in a game that we lost 3-0 at their place. And it's probably one of the few games we didn't really turn up. We conceded after seven or eight seconds we had a a game of errors we had to patch a team together so if i'm honest on that occasion we were probably focusing more on what we could do and what we could put out um based on you know the the players available uh and yeah i've seen you know they've had some sporadic results but they were in a similar boat as us maybe a season two seasons ago possibly rebuilding and he's done on a fair play to him gaffer's done a, a good job in Rebuilding and, and, and laying a foundation there, maybe something they can carry on to build on. So, yeah, in terms of which one's going to turn up, we don't necessarily look at the team sheet before again and go, oh, keep an eye on him, I'll make sure he's not doing it. It's focus on what we can do, and then see what they offer as you know, as a counter, so to speak. Every game's like a game of poker. It's each manager stood there with his hand of cards, thinking, hmm, which one's me ace, which one's me queen, me king, and. Yeah, trying to play the game without showing too much of your own hand
0: Um, This is a question that I ask all of the managers the first time that we speak to them on the Western League Podcast and um, Mike can you tell us a little bit about your journey to the cheddar dugout
3: (laughs) It's probably not the same or or even similar to many others Um, I started out at rugby to be fair Uh, I used to play uh, St. Mary's in Bristol, um, born and raised in Bristol, originally Southmead, Hilton, Pats Little Stoke, uh, and then I moved to Weston, having got a job down here, which then got me involved with Cheddar. Uh, I started off rugby on a Sunday, football on a Saturday. My origins were at uh, Almondsbury. funnily enough. We've gotten a few weeks, that's where I first started. And then, uh, yeah, I left the, the football and went to rugby, and then having gone to uni, had a few injuries in my back from playing rugby, four discs, move in. A bit boring. Then went back to the dark side, so to speak, playing football again at uni. Played my first ever game in the FA Cup at Hamwell Time, playing for a team called uh, Wooten Blue Cross uh, in the UCL League in the Midlands. Um, yeah, came back from uni, got the, the job I'm doing three years later. Spent many years at Patchway Town, That was, sort of became my hometown club uh, in the Gloucester County Prem. Um, I'm playing for the Rezies as well in the Bristol combination, I believe. And then, yeah, coming down here uh, to Weston, playing for Weston St. John's, uh, then moving to Cheddar. Then I got injured, got replaced. The nature of my position as a goalkeeper, you want to play or you don't. Um, And then, yeah, where did I go from there? I think I went to Wells, spent a season there. And then I think I went back to Cheddar, I believe, or I think I went to and I went to Cleveson town and then came back to Cheddar. In my twilight years of my playing base. And then unfortunately, I was only talking about this yesterday fun enough, my last my last probably proper competitive games and I was player fit was just before COVID, playing for Cleveson Town, while I was fit and firing. And then, yeah, uh, COVID hit, which effectively meant that season became null and void. So the record books were so I never played for them. But uh, that was a privilege for me because I used to look in the Bristol the Evening post as a kid when I used to deliver it on my paper round as a teenager. I was always looking at the likes of Leeds and and how they were getting on. So, yeah, quite proud of where my journey's been, and it's a little bit erratic, sporadic, and different to maybe the usual. But yeah, it's it's led me here to a club that matters to me. Craig Moore for the previous manager as you know one of me, one of my best mates, top bloke, top guy, good manager. Yeah, you know, I just thought I'd throw my name in the hat and see where it took us.
0: And my thanks to Mike for his time. Now we'll move on to Longwell Green Sports and our league leaders, Wales City, who maintain their very, very good form. They do, yeah. Showing
1: no signs of slowing up, are they? A 3-1 win for them uh, away at Longwell Green. Uh, powerful header from Tom Ellis, uh, putting them in front of, uh, just at the end of the first half. Uh, but, the uh, yeah, to be fair, the home side did draw level, so it looked like maybe Wales would drop some points. Uh, but that wasn't to be uh, Craig Harrod with the wonder goal, putting them back in front. And then it was Adam Wright uh, having another good season, uh, scoring on the counter attack pretty late on. So extended their winning runs. So they've now got uh, 37 points from a possible 39 in the last 13 league fixtures. So, uh, yeah, going great guns,
0: aren't they? Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> well, our final game in the first division is Warminster Town. They're the side I went to a couple of weeks ago, actually had a very, very entertaining um, afternoon there with my daughter, Juliet. And um, they took on Portishead Town. Portishead Town, we got big aspirations for Portishead this uh, this season, but um, um, they didn't come to fruition. The uh, the Wiltshire side returning to good form, Tom, in this five-goal thriller. Mm, yeah,
1: and having to to come from behind to do so. Two-one uh, down at the at the interval. Uh, Callum Pierce and uh, Callum Townsend both scoring for for the visitors to put uh, put Portishead two-one up at the break, as I say. Uh, but Warminster, yeah, I think um, I think they've started to find their feet, haven't they? It was a tough start, tough start to the season for them. But uh, yeah, they yeah they seem to be in a better place at the moment. And Max Wyatt's a big part of that. He seems to be scoring more often than not. And uh, yeah, after, after he'd leveled affairs, it was then Derek Wheeler uh, producing a late cameo. I think he was on the field for five minutes or so. Uh, but that was enough for him to, to, to come and do his business and, and get the winner. So uh, a 3-2 win for Warminster
0: and uh, over Porter's head. Right, we need to look ahead, don't we, to Saturday the eighth of October, and uh, we've got two very full fixture lists in our Premier and First Division. Tom, what's your game of the weekend?
1: Gone for Buckland versus Helston. So obviously we've got Buckland off the back of the uh, the big six-two win uh, uh, over over Bitten on the weekend, uh, but they are back at back at home and they take on the Helston uh, team. That yeah, obviously. Tasted a, a pretty heavy defeat on the weekend, but they've been going great guns in the in the cups and and everything. So, be interesting to see how they uh, yeah react coming uh, back down to earth and having
0: to play league games. <laughs> it's Devon against Cornwall. Um, I'm sure they will be the Athletic. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the Athletic Derby. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very good. In fact, it's such a good pick, Tom, that I'm I'm going to be there. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, I'm going to be there kicking off our new partnership with um, devon mind we're going to be doing a bucket collection at buckland um, for devon mind Uh, i shall be giving the club some of our changing room posters specially designed by devon mind to promote services um, support services particularly for young people and um, you know you will be seeing some more uh, about that and that game and that campaign certainly on social media over the uh, over the coming weeks so Tom's pick is absolutely 100% spot on, so much so that even I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first division, Tom, what game have you gone
1: for? In the first, I went for FC Bristol against Nails taking them. So we've obviously, um, yeah, touched on touched on both sides during the, during the pod, haven't we? And they are up into the uh, the top five, both of them, both uh, coming off the back of uh, good wins and both banging forms. I think it should
0: be a, a real good, real good, uh, real good clash. I would have thought. Absolutely right. And um, I think I'm going to call out Cheddar against Hengrove Athletic. Two sides that I'm sure this season will want to have done a little bit better. That always adds real, real spice to this. Cheddar coming off the back of a win. Of course, it wasn't that long ago that Hengrove beat Oldland Abertonians, the only side in the first division to have so this season. So I think that that's going to be a very competitive game, certainly one that I will be keeping my eye on. Tom, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege um, to share your company on this episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast. We have been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Just in case anybody who is listening to this hasn't come across it yet, where can they find it? Tom, the uh, Tool Station League website
1: uh, that comes out every week, and uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's available on the homepage.
0: Brilliant, to Tom. Thank you so much for your time, um, listeners. If you do find yourself anywhere near Newton Abbott um, for that Buckland Athletic against Helston Athletic game, then please come and find me and say hello. I'd love to know what you think of the podcast. Please keep it clean and hopefully complimentary, uh, and you will hear from us on next week's. Tool Station, Western League
2: Podcast.